said, today is a feast, or sorry, it's a feast Sunday, but it's, a, it's Pentecost Sunday. So we have some, we have a reading of the Pentecost story. If we could have the Bernhards come up, and the Johnsons, and Corbin and Shalem, if you guys will come too. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation dwelling in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are um, all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Eliamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phygeria, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around the, um, around the Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But the others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the eleven other apostles and shouted to the crowd, (laughs) Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. (laughs) assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. Now... What you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. 
Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies into footstool for uh, footstool for your feet. Therefore let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them and and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accept this message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to to their number that day. The reading of the word. So as we talk, today is a feast Sunday, but also today is Pentecost Sunday. And as we talked about already, that uh, faithful Jews were gathered from all over the Mediterranean for the Feast of Shavuot, or Feast of Weeks. And it was a celebration when they would gather together, bring their first fruits as a devotion to God, as a beginning, almost as a a, um, devotion to him, and also asking for his presence and for his help, his blessing over the crops that year. Um, But it's interesting because Jesus does this on... Uh, the, the Holy Spirit comes on the Feast of Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks. And that is, like I said, it's a festival of first fruits. And it's at the same time, by, the prophet, by what we read in the prophet Joel, is also this amazing moment of the beginning of the last days. And so we have these two things. First fruits, first, uh, Jesus is the firstborn of the dead. Uh, the, one, the first one who has risen again. A new Adam for a new creation. And we also see the first fruits too as the church gathers together, as the Holy Spirit comes, descends, and fills people, and the whole church grows. And we see the first fruits of this global church. But it's also the last days, uh, beginning of the last days. And the, the prophet Joel said, in the last days you'll see the Holy Spirit come down, you'll see these amazing things happen. And Peter is saying to the people who are gathered around, to the faithful Jews around him, look and see what's happening. The words that Joel spoke so long ago are coming to fulfillment now because of Jesus. And it's also interesting, too, because we see this moment when the church begins to spread. It takes this amazing leap, this, this, um, this energetic leap from going from a, a specifically Jewish thing, a Jewish, to a global faith. And bring all people into God's uh, kingdom. And it's in some ways, I've heard some people talk about it as like a reverse Babylon. Uh, if you remember the Tower of Babel, uh, God um, confused the language of the people because they were becoming too arrogant and proud and building this tower to be greater than God. 
And so he confused their language, and then, they, and then languages spread throughout the world. And now we see this moment when the Holy Spirit comes on people, comes on these, this small group of Christians, and they begin speaking all of these different languages. If you listen when Nick was reading, from all over Asia Minor, all over the Mediterranean, and he began drawing all these people together with one common understanding as people were speaking their languages. And as we are praying this morning for uh, the service, as we often do, um, uh, began praying for our brothers and sisters throughout the world. And if you remember, we have brothers and sisters in Egypt right now who are under, um, undergoing much persecution. Just a few weeks ago, the, a bus loaded with um, children and families were headed to a monastery, and it was shot to pieces um, by, um, by some of the Muslim people there. And... Um, and if you know, too, about the, the famine that's happening to our brothers and sisters in South Sudan, as many of them are already in a difficult place, and now there's famine in that country as well. And there's also, too, in the Philippines, um, as a southern city of that, of that country is taken over by um, uh, Muslim militants. And, and I was reading a story in Christianity Today about um, a Christian who was um, he was uh, in that city, and they, he was actually a prison guard. And to save him, they put him back into. They basically put this guard into the prison with the prisoners, um, because they, the the militants had come and they were asking for the Christians because they wanted to kill them. And thankfully, he was put in with the guard with the prisoners, which is you know like if you've seen anything from the U.S. or any like movies, like that's usually death too. But they they didn't harm him, and no one gave his identity away, and he was able to escape. We also know of our brothers and sisters in India um, where the church is being persecuted there as the current government is um, seeking to increase Hinduism and persecuting Christians. And there, there's all sorts of blasphemy blasphemy laws and it is difficult to be a Christian. We know also, too, of the underground church in China that continues to grow despite um, uh, political persecution where you can be thrown in jail or executed for being a, a follower of Jesus. And it's been encouraging to me of how the church has grown there that, um, you know, uh, two generations ago, they threw out all of the, actually, no, sorry, one generation ago, they threw out all of the foreign missionaries. I was talking with a friend of mine who said, um, there's, actually it was Dan, I think it was your friend who was talking about, um, there's a man who still is unable to go to China for, or he will be executed if he steps foot in China. Um, But people thought that the church was just done. Uh, when the missionaries had to leave, they thought, well, this is the end of the church in China. And now there are millions, probably over 100 million Christians in China. Which is when you think about that, that's, that's three Christians in China for every man, woman, and child in Canada. So it's amazing what God is doing there, uh, the churches. And we also think, too, about the church here in North America and the struggles that we face especially with uh, having so much and how easy it is for us to take God for granted. So praying for the church uh, today, especially this morning on Pentecost Sunday. But it's also, if you read through, if you were listening to the kids and listening to us as we were reading, you also hear this testimony about Jesus. Um, Peter is gathered there and all these people are around him and he's trying to help them see that in in a culture, in a religion, in, in Judaism, when they... Uh, in Israel, when they had so much respect for this ancient King David, he was their favorite king. And he's, uh, Peter is saying that this Jesus, whom you crucified unwittingly, not knowing what you were doing, was actually the one who has surpassed David. 
He is the one who has come from the house of David, but he is the Mashiach. He is the Christ, the Savior. And it's interesting because he, at one point, Peter says that this Jesus is both Lord and Christ, which, you know, in our, in English, I think we hear that differently than Adonai and Mashiach. When we hear Lord and Christ, we think of Lord like our Lord Jesus, and we think of Christ like it's his last name. But actually, both of those titles were immensely important in Jesus' day. Adonai was the name that they called the Lord God. And for Peter to call Jesus this uh, was big stuff. Uh, like could he, he could have been killed for blasphemy for that. And he called him Mashiach, that he came from the house of David and surpassed David. He's trying to help the people who are gathered there see what God is doing. To see that the Holy Spirit is the beginning of these last days. That God is doing a new thing and gathering his church together. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Today is the day we celebrate that the Holy Spirit came down and filled the church in a surprising way. And we, all of us here who speak English rather than Hebrew, are are benefactors of that. Uh, That happened 2,000 years ago as a church began to spread out from Israel, from Jerusalem, to the ends of the earth. And so we praise God today, not only for what he's done through, through mission history, but also what he's done that each of us have the Holy Spirit in us working.